What's going on, guys? This is Brent Sahadi. I am the host of UFC Unwrapped. Follow me on Twitter at UFC Unwrapped. And you can find this podcast on links that I will post on Twitter. Or you can find me on any streaming service for podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We're everywhere now. Uh, I also want to talk about Sportscaster, which is a cool streaming service that we've been incorporating lately. It's kind of like YouTube. But it's for people who are interested in talking about sports, giving their opinions on fight. Uh, You're going to hear more about that on Twitter. So look up Sportscaster, download their app. We're going to be doing fun giveaways and prizes with them. So today I have a very special guest. I have Mike Davis. You can follow him on Twitter at MikeDavisMMA. And you will definitely recognize him as the guy who fought last week at UFC Tampa and put on quite the clinic on his opponent, Thomas Gifford, in a controversial fight that should have maybe been stopped roughly 10 minutes earlier Um, i'm gonna make sure to talk to him about that fight we're gonna get his life story we're gonna talk to him about adversities that he's faced in his life so mike you're on the line yes guys hello thank you for having me on my pleasure thanks so much for making the time i'm actually super super excited to talk to you because you're kind of flowing under the radar there but you're one of the most talented guys in your division and you're taking fights in various divisions too i know lightweight's not really your i've been getting comfortable at 155 and i I did my whole amateur career at 155 and when i made my pro debut i gave featherweight a shot and i missed weight by 0.9 pounds yes uh, my pro debut i missed weight by 0.9 pounds came in at 146.9 since then i've gotten the hang of cutting to featherweight and it's now it's an easy cut but i like fighting it 155 because of how I feel. I feel strong. I feel explosive. Um, not drained at all. I mean, you and looked really you. good. You looked really, really good yeah. at, in your last fight. And something I took note of too was how fresh you looked going into the last minutes of the third round. You didn't deteriorate at all. Have you fought a five round fight? Um, I, I fought five rounds. No, no. Well, just based but off the last I, performance, you'd kill it in five rounds. You didn't deteriorate at all. I do box, and they, they do four rounds for boxing. But um, when I train, I train all the time as if I'm fighting for a title or or one of the higher prestigious types of fights. So I'll be doing five fives or six fives. And then when I grapple, I do 10-minute rounds. I do like five or six 10-minute rounds. I, I really put in the work. So your first boxing coach was Kevin Rooney, right? Yes. How was that experience? Because I feel like not a lot of people would get to experience training with a guy like him. It was good. Um, I mean, it's, it's he, his prime is, I'm going to say his prime is beyond him, but he still has the knowledge, he still has the, uh, the movements down, so he's able to teach me a lot. That's why my head movement is, is probably up in the top of the UFC. And then I, I have my foot movement, which I didn't get to showcase too much in this fight. I kind of just stayed planted. I was not really able to... I don't have the cardio to move the way I want to for that fight because I didn't have any time to train. You went 23-0, and 0, right? Before you fought um, Yusuf. Yes. And so do you credit this because of training with Kevin Rooney because of the head movement? Or is your foundation more uh, like jiu-jitsu and then you just incorporated boxing into your world? I think my world is more jiu-jitsu, yes. And then uh, i just a fast learner, so the way Kevin Rooney was teaching me, I was able to pick it up really fast. 
I started implementing it, and I would use my hands just to get close to grab somebody. I know that for my whole amateur career, there are many, many fights where I I was honestly afraid to throw hands, even though I was boxing with Kevin Rooney. Jeez. So I would get in close. Yeah, I would get in close. I would throw like a jab, and then I would just body lock, and then from there I would make that fight get on the ground. See, that blows my mind because you have some of the sharpest boxing I've ever seen in the UFC. I mean, the the clinic that you put on Thomas Gifford, like, that was unprecedented. You threw some single strikes, mainly like leg kicks, but most of your, most of your strikes were combinations. You were ripping the body. You had the left hook landing on demand whenever you wanted it. You didn't implement any jujitsu really in that fight at all. So, like, for you to say that jujitsu is your background, it's kind of crazy because your boxing is literally top-notch. I'd put you in the top five in the UFC for sure in boxing. And I'm sure everyone would agree with me who saw your last fight. And even saw, like, you and and Sadiq Youssef had a brawl, too, when you guys fought. That was one of the most incredible fights anyone, any fight fan has ever seen. That was a fun one. You'd run it it back with him or what? A lot of people are asking me that um, only because I won one fight and now they, they, everybody wants to see this fight again. But uh, Sadiq has been in the UFC longer than me now. He has climbed the ladder. I have not. So I'm going to take my time, enjoy my climb. I'm not going to try and take shortcuts or skip. Uh, it takes fighters their lifetime to get to where I am now. So I want to try and I can there's risk there, and I don't want to risk. I want to enjoy this life, this lifestyle. So, yeah, it's beautiful. It's humble. Until I get to the top. By, by the time I catch up to he'll be title, title contention, and then when that comes there, I'll be the one to take it from him. Hey, there you go. I like that. Can I ask you a question about the last fight that you were in real quick? Yeah. Those last few leg kicks that you put on him, insidious. <laughs> like, it was just kind of... It was like haunting because you you really kicked this guy's ass for like 15 minutes and then those leg kicks like you just kind of put him on his butt like what was and then you let him get back on his feet like what message were you sending there? I was trying not to hit him anymore so I was like let me take his legs out so I, I kicked him in the leg and I, I threw that kick hard the first one and this is I think they were all in the third round he buckled on the first kick the, the first leg kick I threw uh-huh. I was like okay so he, they do hurt. So I moved around a little bit, and then I threw the second hard one, and he fell, immediately fell down. And I was like, okay, stay down. He was ignoring the pain. He was ignoring everything. I was just trying to, yeah, he was just ignoring everything. And you seemed kind of frustrated, I, too. Like, in that third round, you yeah. seemed frustrated because, like, you're putting all your power into shots. You're landing crisp shots, and he's not even taking a step back. But he's not really giving you answers, either. He's taking the punishment. And, like, I could see the frustration on your face in that third round. When it came down to the third round, when I came out, uh, I was more inclined to just move around, um, treat it like sparring, where I throw a hard jab and, and move, hard jab and move, and just work on keeping my distance and letting the time run out, because I was getting a, not, it's not like frustration because I couldn't finish him, it was more of a, I don't, I don't really want to keep brawling, so I right. started keeping my distance. But man, then, that the boxing, I noticed, man. I yeah, mean, I know. I kept, I kept hitting him. Yeah, I kept hitting him, and I noticed that he would just take it and keep coming. So I started putting a little power behind it, hoping one of them would drop him quick. Have you got a chance to talk to him since? Yeah, uh, he. We added each other on everything. We were actually friends before this fight. 
met up at the hotel, we shook hands, all that, we talked now, still. It's been good. We did an interview last night together. It was not bad. Oh, nice. Cool, cool. Yeah, because I could tell that there might have been some rapport there from you guys because I, I forgot which round it was, but you dropped him and you were about to go for the finish and the ref kind of made you back up so he could stand up to fight. You remember that? Yes, yes. You were feeling my feet. I stutter stepped. I was about to meet him in the face. Yeah, exactly. You were going for that. It looked like some sort of soccer kick or something you were about to put on him. But I was, I was just going to launch my knee into his jaw. So even, even though you have, like, some sort of rapport, like, when it gets down in there, there's no, like, going easy on your opponent because the rapport, right? That doesn't exist? No, because, um, you'll see that other, other friends have fought. Brock has fought his teammates as well. And when it comes down to the fight, it's just a fight. And then afterwards, you guys just go do what you do normally. Yeah, um, it depends, too, how, how much rapport you have with that person. I'm not super close. Like, Thomas has never been to my house and met my family and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm, comfor I'm comfortable with him, but he's not, like, a friend friend. Okay, I got you. That makes sense. Well, I mean, so you look... I mean, you're pretty fresh. You didn't really take any damage at all. Would you fight in December if they offered it to you? Like, UFC yes. 245? Yes. 100%. I just bought my Definitely tickets this fight. morning. Are you going to be in Vegas for that? There's uh, a chance I can. I think I'm going to go up to the November 2nd card just because Mossadon and that fight there. For sure. I'm from New York. It'd be nice be nice to get out, take a vacation after this fight. Okay, but, um, cool. For the Vegas card, I've, I don't think I've ever been to Madison Square Garden, even yeah. though I lived there for 20 years. Oh, wait. You lived in New York for 20 years? Because yeah. I know you I were born there, but you fight out of uh, Fort Lauderdale, right? Now I do, yes. So what happened? What, like, what caused that move to Florida? I got invited to Team Noguera to train with Patricky and Patricio Pitbull to get them ready for their fight. I was 9-0 as an amateur fighter. I came down, and I was so afraid to spar. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was, I was not a striker. I was just never comfortable. So I was afraid to spar with Patricky because he kept dropping everybody he sparred with. And I was just watching him, and my uncle was like, Mike, it's your turn. He's like, no, I, I don't want to spar. I, just, I don't want to do that. And uh, I finally just blocked out the nerves, got in the cage, and beat Patricky up. <laughs> you guys are cool, though, right? Would you ever fight him? Patricky? Yeah. He, he kind of, like, vanished, so yeah. Man, I it's crazy. Came to the UFC. I, don't, I don't think I'm going to Bellator. Yeah, no, I, I mean, just, like, hypothetical, you know? Yeah. But it's crazy that you say that, like, you didn't want to spar and that you, you kind of had these nerves-throwing hands because you have seven uh, KOs and one submission. Now, as a pro... Amateur. All amateurs, I was just terrified of striking. <laughs> the table's turning, <laughs> huh? I mean... So, yeah, because yeah. most people that go into the UFC, even like Thomas Gifford has, uh, what do you say, 40 amateur boxing fights. I don't have... A, I have one amateur... Yeah, so Thomas had all these amateur fights, and I never even had a single one. I took I took one amateur boxing fight against this kid, AJ, who was 27-1 and one as a kickboxer and 9-0 and as a boxer. And I beat him by unanimous decision. And that was the only amateur fight I've ever had for boxing. But when it, so when it came to the ground game, though, because uh, he was going for some Imanari rolls and stuff against you, like you, you weren't shook by that at all, huh? Oh no, I, I do that myself. <laughs> so no, I'm not easy. Um, someone goes for Imanari roll, you have to see it as before they hit the ground. If you don't see it before you hit the ground, they'll be able to grab your foot. But if you see it as they're ducking, just mm -hmm. lift your foot straight up in the air. Like, throw a knee, and you're out. It was not easy to um, get caught in it. I know Ryan Hall throws it a lot. Without failure. Uh, I can't, 
Yeah, and I can't see the difference in it because it's the, all the same technique. It's a risk. It's a dive. And if you miss that dive and I decide to just drop onto you, you're in a bad spot. I mean, that'd be a sick fight, you and Ryan Hall, at 145. He fights at 45? I'll catch up to him, too. He's up there. Yeah, I think he, he fought BJ at 45, yeah. so... Was that 55 or 45? I think it was 45. I could be I wrong. BJ I, could make it to 45. Anyway. But yeah, hey, I, I, did, I did see that fight. It was a quick inventory Yeah, but hey, you deserve, yeah. you deserve a name, though. Like, you deserve an opponent who can put you back on the radar, because... You've really just kind of been flowing under the radar. No one really... I'm not saying no one knows about you, but, like, are you... Does the UFC spend any time promoting you? No. Unfortunately, no. but you yeah, deserve yeah. it. That's true. So who would you want next, yeah, hypothetically? Like, is there, a, is there a call-out that you could put out? I don't know the rosters too well. Everyone wants me to have a name to give them, and I just want to enjoy my time climbing this ladder. There you go. When the time is right, you'll know. Exactly. When that when to get that call out. So uh, I had another question too. So your tattoo on your chest, the the scripture about you being the oh. Punisher. Can we talk about that for a sec? Because that is a haunting tattoo, man. <laughs> so how old was I? I was eighteen, I believe. That's when I I took a break. I was in the middle of a break from fighting to do some college stuff. So I had a background. My uncle was watching my fight. How I was every time every time I would fight somebody, I would just punish them on the ground. And he was talking about Genghis Khan and how he was the most feared warlord on the planet. And his rule was that either you join his army or die. There's no in between. There's no choice. And then he made this quote: "I am the punishment of God. And if you have not committed great sins, God will not send a punishment like me upon you." So I got that tattooed on my chest. That's so badass, because <laughs> I didn't really notice it until um, I looked up a picture of you. I think it was on Sherdog or something, and then I got a clear image of it, and I read it. And most people who have a tattoo with, like, the word God in it, it's like some Genesis quote from straight from the Bible, and I read yours, and I literally got the chills. Because I couldn't, I couldn't imagine fighting a guy, and I, I go to touch gloves, and I see that he has that on his chest. It's probably one of my favorite tattoos, it means a lot to me, to be able to strike fear um it relates strictly to mma too is fighting kind of in your family like how did you know exactly that this was your path fighting's not in my family at all not a single person in my family was a fighter except for my uncle uh i i got bullied a lot when i was in high school middle school all the way to high school um i was small like four eleven maybe five foot in ninth grade so everybody towered over me. I was a little guy. So I got picked up by my nipples. Like, I got nipple twisted. and picked, I literally picked up and dragged across the basketball court. And I remember it all. I got pushed around. Um, people would make fun of me on the bus. And I just wanted to be able to say I can defend myself. So that's when I went into boxing. With, um, there's one kid who invited me to the gym, and I went there started boxing and then I was able to just hold my hands up like I knew what I was doing and people would leave me alone and since then I just kept training like two years went by and they were like Mike you're good you're really good you're here all the time let's, let's get you a fight so I did I took one fight I won by unanimous uh, split decision on my first fight 
And it was tough, but I liked it then. I kept going. And then at 18, what caused the break? I just went into college, and I didn't want to train and do college and all that stuff at the same time. So I took two years off. Okay, what did you go to school for? Exercise physiology. Oh, nice, okay. So you knew, like, at that point in your life, though, that inept with your body and wanted to whatever you were going to do with your future was going to involve being physical, being active. Me and my brother and a lot of people I know too experienced bowling and I've seen it firsthand. It's tough. It's it's really, really Um, tough, man. I saw Dylan's post about how he wants to start a fund to help people who can't pay for training go to training to avoid bullying. And I commented on it because that's exactly how I started. I didn't have money. I didn't come from money. I, I came from a, a terrible neighborhood, very, very low end of the, the scale. And when I was getting bullied, I didn't have an output. I didn't have anything that I can do. So Kevin Rooney took me into the gym for free. And that's says how I got started. Wow, no way. I wouldn't say that I experienced exactly what you went through, but to, I know what it's like to be in a position where people have the ability to team up on you or even one-on-one, you don't feel like you can physically defend yourself. And to be in those types of situations and know that you can't intelligently defend yourself or stand up for yourself or even stand up for others who are being bullied, it's hard, man. You went through that and took that opportunity to... That was your driving factor. That's why you're as good as you are now because you had real reason. It's not like you were like the big bully growing up and you just wanted to be even bigger and stronger like you were the you were the guy who had the real reason to be in that gym and that's what kept you motivated to get there every single day huh every single day um i was 14 and i rode my bike from my house to customados i think it was eight and a half miles one way no way train train and ride my bike back home because my mom had to work she had to work three jobs just to be able to you ever do anything for us, me and my little brother, so. You have a brother? I keep doing something. Yes, I have a little brother. I have two little brothers now. So how does your family feel now about you being a professional fighter? My mom likes it. She, I mean, I don't know if she likes it, but I know that she encourages me to keep going and to push harder. and She supports it. She sees everything I do and the hard work that I put in. She shares everything I do. She tries to make it to every fight that she can. I tried to get her into all of them. She was at the, the Sadiq fight, and then she was at this fight, too, this past one. Oh, nice. I had sponsors that were, that were able to bring her in, so I was very thankful for that. Oh, that's really cool. Man, I, I mean, it, it's good that she didn't have to see you get beat up or anything, but it sucks that she had to see you put on that kind of clinic on someone else, to be honest. I think she's just happy that the way I am, the way I turned out. So you have a really tight relationship Thanks. with your family, huh? Just my mom and my little brother. So what's a... The two that are closest to me. Do you have like a girlfriend or anything right now? No, I do not. No like Tinder? Uh, are you on like those dating apps and whatnot? Nope. <laughs> Nothing I'm like... I'm just kind of trying to plant my feet in cement right now. So you got bigger uh, priorities. With the, US, with the US, Yeah, with the UFC logo right there. And I just want to plant my feet in that cement. Sit here for a while. Well, I mean, people will come. I'm not really needing a relationship or anything like that. So Yeah, right now you're just uh, focusing on yourself, huh? Yeah. 
I just need a couple friends, that's all. Hey, man, if you need a friend... I'm a nerdy, I'm a nerdy little anime kid. I just sit, watch anime, play video games. I don't really go out at all. I don't like to drink. I don't like to smoke. So everyone that wants to hang out with me wants to do that stuff. And I'm just like, bro, I'd rather just sit home and watch movies and play my video games so you guys can go have fun. I mean, you're young, man. You're 27, right? Yes. You're you're at a point in your career where you're gonna break the top ten. You're gonna start getting some bigger fights. Like you're not even in your prime yet. Nope. So obviously it's really hard. Kind of leave the social life behind for now, and no one really wants to give up I don't the think social it's hard. life. Yeah, I mean for you it's habit now, and yeah. it just shows. Like that's why you are where you are at 27. You're you're spending your time in the right places. You're focusing on yourself. You're, I mean you're you're a master in your craft, man. I'm telling you. Like I know your background's in jujitsu, but Watching you box was truly beautiful to watch. And it just shows, and it, uh, it look, looked like you've been boxing since you were four. You're going to have to see my grappling at some point, and you'll see I pull off random things that you wouldn't expect me to know. Well, is there a way, like, where, is there anywhere online where, where I or, like, anyone else on, can find you online and see some of your ground game? Because you haven't really shown us much yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't show my grappling that much. Um, my Instagram has some sort of grappling stuff. I mess around on there. I post a lot of videos on my Instagram. I don't care if people study me because you can watch everything I do. And because it's so embedded in my mind, I'm still going to do it to you. Even, no matter how many times you watch it, I promise I'll still do it to you. So I don't care what I post. You follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's insane, Mike Davis MMA. You'll see a bunch of stuff. All right, so you're Mike Davis MMA on Twitter and Instagram, right? Yes. All right, cool, man. Definitely gonna check and, that out. Yeah. Scroll on my Instagram. There's videos on there of me training uh, with like Mike Perry and them, and you'll see my grappling in there. A lot of times I move around, so I have fun, but you'll see it all. Damn, what's it like training with Mike Perry? <laughs> Jeez, uh, that guy's a character. I think I think that he's he's an influence to how I develop power and how I can take power because he hit hard. And then um Alex Nicholson hits hard too. I don't know if you know who that is, he's a PFL fighter right now. Former UFC fighter as well. But he's big. He's like two fifty, almost almost two fifty. Oh damn. He has punched me square in my face as hard as he can and I sat there. Yeah. Not only are you dishing it out, you can take it. Hopefully, we don't have to see you take it, man. But because your head movement is, your head movement is unprecedented, man. Like to see the way you piece it together, you're so comfortable in there. Like the second round in your last fight, like you just, your hands were by your hips, and you were still landing clean shots, and you were dipping and just ripping like three shots, three hooks in 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 a row to the body. Like, no one is yeah, people, that quick and powerful, people, really. You don't see that often. People don't uh, practice that combination stuff while they're uh, sparring or anything. I have to... I'm, always, I'm getting yelled at when I don't do more than, like, a two-punch combination. And then I get yelled at again if I don't finish it with a kick. So I started implementing that. And now when I spar, I make sure when I have a combination in my head, I don't think about throwing one or two or if it's going to hit them i just throw that entire combination if it hits you fine if it doesn't all right next next combination so it's kind of just like biting down on your mouthpiece and 
putting your body in the throttle and just throwing it, huh? Throwing the whole combination, the whole thing. See, that's a discipline because when you're in there, it's it's kind of scary. You're like, oh, am I gonna get caught between strikes? And it, and that's then how it, you could call me. Just like that, I mean, huh? He sat me. He sat me down on the first round. I was in the middle of throwing that combination I had in my head, and I didn't bring one of my hands up. It was like three inches too low, and he got right above it. Came in, hit me square on my jaw, and just sat me down. So, do you watch tape at all when you're going into a fight, or do you kind of just focus on you? I don't need to watch tape. I everyone in the UFC is skilled. They're crafted. They're good at everything so there's nothing that i can watch that'll pretty much help me get ready for you i just have to be the better fighter i just have to have a better skill set in all those areas than you um, and if you think about it there's, there's not one person in the ufc that doesn't really belong there yeah i know you're absolutely right they earn, they earn their way there everyone has skill and it's not just in one place it's everywhere even Kron. Um, Saturday, he's a grappler, but he was striking, he, and he was staying on the feet. He was actually looking he pretty never, good, too, in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> you never you never know what these people can do. Right. So, if I need to, my coaches will study something, and then they'll come up to me while I'm, like, hitting pads, and they'll be like, Mike, practice this, because your opponent does this. And I'm like, sure, whatever. And I'll just do that, and it'll get implemented into my game. But it's not something that I willingly just do myself. Gotcha, okay. But they do. So, like, what's your kind of day-to-day life like? Like, the days where you go to train and the days you don't? Alright, so, since I fought, I haven't done anything, really. I've just been, I clean the house and enjoy time. <laughs> but, on training days, I wake up at 8 o'clock. I go for one to two-mile run. Then, I leave my house and head to American Top Team, Coconut Creek, for by 11. We'll be wrestling with Steve Mako. That'll end at 12.31, that'll end at 1 o'clock. I will eat, I'll grab normally like tropical smoothie, uh, get a nice protein smoothie and then some carbs, something with carbs or a flat wrap or so. Head back home, I'll rest, play video games. Then by the time it's about 6, I'll either go back to ATT where we do drills at 7, or I will go to LA Fitness where I will do uh, 5 miles on the treadmill and 200 floors on the stairs. Jeez. And then go sit in the, go sit in the sauna. Like, yeah, I don't really get tired. It's weird. I can tell. Jeez, <laughs> crazy. It's like three days. Yeah, three days, I, I just don't get tired. After that, I come home, I play video games, or I go see a movie. I watch every movie that comes out in theaters. I don't think I've missed many. I get, like, these the passes where I can go see... A uh, bunch of three movies from Regal and three movies from AMC a week. So I got six movies a week that I can just go watch. I just go to those. You go alone or do you like to take someone? It would be nice to take someone, but 99% of the time, I'm alone. There you go. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> I've been there for sure, man. What video um, games do you play? I'm going tonight, actually. Oh, going dope. Tonight. What are you going to watch? Zombieland. Zombieland 2. I just came out. Wait, Zombieland 2 came out? Yes, yeah, today. Comes up today. Oh, man. Yo, if I was in Florida, we'd go watch that. That'd be fun. Damn. Well, sometime, man. If you're ever in L.A. or if I'm ever in Florida, let's do it. No, I I go to L.A. Um, I know a friend out there. He lives in uh, Huntington Beach. Oh, cool. So I live in Woodland Hills. 
not uh, that far. I have no idea. It's like an it's like an hour and a half away from there, so tops. Yeah, yeah hey, next anytime you're in LA, man, hit me up. Sure. So, what video games do you play? Are you on PlayStation or Xbox or PC? Xbox. Xbox. I actually just sold my PlayStation. Yeah, right now I'm in the midst of Apex. I used to play a lot of Fortnite, but I haven't been on it in a while. Um, I'm a big Gears of War fan, so I bought the new Gears, Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, those are story games. Shooters, anything that has a gun or something that I can <laughs> like, unleash violence on is my favorite <laughs> game. So are you cool giving like your game. are you cool giving like your gamer tag or so so like people yeah. listening to this can add you? Yeah, uh, my gamer tag is biogenetic homie. H O M I E. Dope. Some more people adding you that you could play with that'd be sick. That would be fun. I do need people. Are you gonna be watching the UFC Boston this weekend? Yes, Not I if, have Yair I, on that one. You got Yair by what? Stevens is tough. It's so hard to count against him because I actually yeah. I I chose Emmett to beat Stephens when they fought. You know Stephens showed up. I had Emmett though, so like, I'm nervous for this one. Like, what did you think about the eye poke? Do you think that was like? like yeah, you, it could be legit, but I can't really say anything about it because you're not the person in there. So if you get poked in the eye and it's bad, it's bad. You can't boo somebody for that. It's not intentional. I didn't stick my finger down your eye on purpose. So you don't think Yair meant it, huh? Yair does that thing where he posts his hand out when he when he backs up, like when he's getting backed up, he'll post his hand out, or when he's setting up a kick, he'll post his hand out. Mm-hmm. So I just think think that he came in. while he was trying to set up, Stevens was trying to come in, and they just collided that way. So I think they're even odds. I think they're both like minus one ten as far as betting goes. So you got Yair, huh? I think so. And then what because about? He's someone I li- I like to watch fight. And yeah. He's in my weight class. Yeah, I mean he's an artist, straight up. But now there's a lot of beef, you know. They actually really hate oh, each wow. other, and it sucks because there wasn't really any animosity between them going into a fight. Like when you're going into a fight, like have you ever had animosity with someone you're about to fight? No, never ever. You think it would affect the way you fight if you did? If you guys knew you hated each I other? Think so, because I would try to hurt you. I would. In my head, I'd be like, I have to hit him as hard as I can. And that would wear me out. Yeah, I can see that, huh? So, I don't throw 100% when I fight. Uh, only when I have clear shots. And I can see that as the fight goes through. I see where my openings are. And that's when I'm hitting you. Because if I throw... I throw my jabs hard, too. My jabs are 100%. Pow, pow. But any other punch, I'm setting up to where you're opened. And I'm going to take that spot. I, mean, I, don't, I don't get tired that way. So that might actually be detrimental to Stefan's style because... He's mad. He's mad, and yeah. he swings. Yeah, and he swings hard. He's going to get tired. Uh, second round, I call it. Second round, he's going to be tired. So in a five-round fight, I mean... Yeah, if he doesn't finish Yair in the first, it's probably going to be like... You think Yair will finish him? You think it's possible? Or you think it'll just be a decision? So I think... It's a five-round fight... I think it's the main event. Actually, you know what? It might be the co-main. So it yeah, actually, it's three it's rounds. My bad. My bad, bro. So he'll be second in the. He'll be tired in the second round, where Yair probably won't. If so, he'll be slightly less tired, so he'll be able to start pinpointing and hitting a little more. And he's creative, so he might. He might be able to stop Steven. 
So, like, maybe se- late second or third round TKO? Yeah, I'm going to say that. Cool. And then how about the Weidman-Reyes fight? So that one's five rounds. That's the main event. I haven't seen Weidman fight in a while. Weidman's kind of just like a normal fighter. He's just built tough, normal boxing, normal wrestling, normal grappling. Except, exceptional wrestling. <laughs> but still, he doesn't. he's not a creative person just built to fight. Uh, that one, I'm just going to see how that one plays out. So no pick. I might have to... I might have to go for Wyman because of New York, but that's it. Dope, I and, love uh, it. Are, is there any... Uh, um, yeah. So, are there any fights coming up that you're, like, particularly excited about that you want to talk about? Like, UFC 244? I know you're trying to head out to Madison Square Garden to watch that, right? Yeah. There's not really any fights. I kind of just watch it as a fan, see what fights are coming up. I never really focus. Even though I'm supposed to be looking them up and... Pinpointing my opponents and doing all this and that. I just... No. It's not how I am. You ever gamble on fights? No, I've never gambled ever. Okay. Not even for anything. So no poker, nothing like that, huh? Nope. You're a disciplined man. You're a super I've disciplined man. I've been so many times. I've, I've seen all these machines. It's like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to try out gambling. And I just never do it. Look, looks fun. I like this a beat. Did I say his name, Zabit? Yeah, Zabit uh, Magomed Sharapov. I, I like I like him as a fighter. He is a great fighter. He's supposed to be fighting someone. Calvin Cater, right? Yeah, Calvin Cater. Man, that's... That'd be a good one. Zabit. I'm a Zabit fan. Yeah? I like him. Honestly, though, like, I feel like your your style would give him problems. With your ability Wait, on the who ground. Did he fight? What? He fought somebody just like... He fought somebody that... Is it... He's just, like, good at boxing, but he's tough. And I forget his name. He fought Steffens. He did fight Steffens. He beat Steffens by decision. Right. Uh, he fought Brandon um, Davis. Not Brandon. It was Kyle. Boshniak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. so Kyle's fighting uh, tomorrow. Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's on the prelims, like, early prelims. One of the first fights. Fighting Sean Woodson. That's a tough fight. Sean is good. It's also be a good car. I'm excited. Yeah, no, it's underrated, huh? It's, it's tough, and he destroys hands. So I feel, felt like he survived against the beat and was able to hit him a lot just from that brawling aspect, which is something that I do. I kind of brawl, but I'm definitely more aware of my body and your body when I'm fighting. Um, I'll be able to avoid some punches and get in more of mine. So that would be an interesting fight, too, when he versus the beat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I th- that's why I think that you'd really give him problems, and I actually think Calvin's going to give him some problems too, because uh, Calvin, very similarly to you, has a very disciplined boxing style. Doesn't really get hit that much, but sometimes he's willing to take one to give like two or three, and his boxing looks crisper every fight. So, yo, so do you do anything special for fight nights? Like, do you have any friends that like to watch the fights with you and stuff, or you kind of just... When I lived up in Orlando, we would all go out to a place to watch the fight. Now that I'm in Fort Lauderdale, I don't know anybody. I might try to see the people at ATG. might get a little more friendly with them, go out with them. I know they go to watch the fight places. So from someone who's, like, been... So you're pretty familiar with then with Florida right now, yeah? But you're more yeah. so you're more so familiar with uh, New York? Yeah. 
So, from, like, those areas that you lived in, like, can you give some suggestions to, like, any of the listeners on, like, some cool food spots out there? Like, anything that's, like, a must-do to visit? In where? New York? New York or Florida, like, which, like, whichever, just, like, some cool uh, if, things to do. That if you... you're in New York, you have to go hiking. The mountains are really, really beautiful up there. Um, I know people will go to New York to go to the city. And if you're in the city, there's these jazz events that they have that go on. I would 100%. They're so fun to do. Just, it's like a story with jazz music, and it's amazing. That sounds awesome. They also do a, yeah, they also do a lot of yacht cruises, so if you can get on one of those, those are fun. You go around the um, Statue of Liberty and all that. Oh, dope. Down, down here in Fort Lauderdale, the Everglades, if you have a mountain bike... Uh, go into the Everglades, the huge park. They got gun range, they got water sport, they got bike trails, hiking trails. Um, that's fun, really fun to go out to the Everglades. And then if you're looking for food here in uh, this area, South Florida, Tucker Dukes. And Tucker Dukes is my favorite place. Just burgers, enormous burgers. <laughs> so, oh, hell yeah, that's my style. <laughs> Yeah. I think they have the best sweet, fry, sweet potato fries I've ever had in my life. So we got like the same taste. Cool. <laughs> so when are you planning on coming back to LA? I have no idea. Right now, because my fight's done, I'm waiting for ev- all the, the financial things to be situated and everything moved aside so I can take the free money I have and go travel. Because that's what I like to do now after a fight. I go to a different part of the country. Oh, that's the beautiful. World, that's beautiful. Not, not the country, the world. I do want to go back to Thailand. I want to get more training in over there. I love those guys. They're, they treat me very nicely. And then the culture, all the stuff that you can do in Thailand is amazing. I did not get the chance to experience it all, and I want to go back and do that. Damn, so you're going to but train some Muay Thai work. out there, huh? Yeah, I'm sorry? You're going to train some Muay Thai out there too? Or is, do you kind of just go well, just for like the pleasure? They, I train Muay Thai out there, but they do... Full. They're BJJ. They have some really good teachers there. Uh, tons of UFC fighters um, at Tiger Muay Thai in Phuket. Where else have you been? Because I, I, that's it. That was, that was the first time I'd ever left the country. Oh no I way! Won the, yeah, I won the scholarship over there, so I can go back and train. Oh, that's so sick, dude. Well, congrats on that, yeah. dude. I hope I hope once the finances and everything settle in place, you get to go enjoy yourself. Like you deserve a massive vacation, seriously. Yeah, if you if you didn't know or see any of it, there's a, a YouTube series. They have my grappling in there too. The Tiger Muay Thai tryouts for 2019. There's six episodes. Each one puts us through a test, and you'll see all of our grappling and our striking and stuff like that. Dope. I'm writing that down right now. That's awesome, man. I have a lot. I have a lot of the clips on my Instagram. A lot of them are on my Instagram. I'm gonna make sure that uh, everyone who listens to this checks out your Instagram, checks out your Twitter. Uh, it's at Mike Davis MMA. Um, I also just wanted to talk to you real quick before I let you go, just about like your experience with Reebok, because I know that there's a lot of controversy around Reebok, and like, do they give you a hard time? Because I saw on your Twitter they actually sent you a, sh- a huge shipment of stuff. So like, you guys, uh, you have a good yeah. relationship with them, or what's up? So every time we fight, we get a package. We get a, a USB bag that's filled with all the, those clothing that you saw me post. The only thing is that it's, or that I'm having with is that it's hard to get in contact with them. And I don't know 
if they will give me something on request. Like, if I want a Reebok backpack or a pair of Reebok shoes, I don't know how to do that or how to go to ask me for something like that. Um, but I definitely want to know and I definitely want to get some. But when it comes to Reebok, they do the new sponsorship, too, where you get these clothes, sure, and you, you also get money per fight, like a bonus. It's not much, though, right? No, based on how much how many fights you have, I believe they do it now. Uh, someone posted it. It's like one to three fights is thirty five hundred. Four to six is five thousand. Six to eight uh, is seventy five hundred. Eight to ten is ten thousand, and then ten plus is twenty thousand. Damn, that's not much. So, what do you do with like your other no. sponsors? Because you have other sponsorships. See, yeah, and then you you can only post them outside of the UFC, which doesn't bring as much attention as they deserve. Right. So when when the Reebok took over the sponsorship, I, I don't know if it was a better thing or a worse thing, but I do like how we're all, like, uniformed now. I, I like that. Because when you see the uniform, you're like, oh, damn, okay, he's a UFC fighter, damn, array of random stuff attached to your shorts. It's UFC Reebok. You know it. Right. It looks way more official and, now. Yes, yes. It's more official. I like that. But I just wish that there was a way for you guys to express your personalities more. Like, it's good that they, they're starting to do, like, the UFC embedded more detailed and get everyone's voices yeah. heard. But really, it's hard to know because I feel like the personality is so important. Like, just being able to talk to you on the phone right now, like, I'm learning so much about you. Like, your disciplines in life and the reason why. Like, no, no shame on anyone who likes to drink or smoke or have a super social life. But I can tell that, the, like, the reason why you have those kind of straight edge aspects of your personality, like they really reflect on your, on your martial arts capabilities. They really do. And like, and cause when I was, I was kind of dumbfounded when I was watching your, your last fight, like how is his boxing so good? Like you were moving out of the way of punches that Thomas was thinking about throwing and ended up not, but you, you like, you were just two steps, three steps ahead of him always. And then you were just, your, your boxing was ridiculous. And, now to hear like you've i mean you don't even have that much boxing experience really compared to your jujitsu and here you are with your pro record like seven knockouts and you're only utilizing your ground game when you have to i think you should be really proud of that and like i'm glad that i'm actually able to expose a little bit of this side of you so people can kind of hear like what your day-to-day life is and what you do and why you are who you are i really this is this is a good interview this is probably the most in-depth one i've had uh from anybody the fight so i hope that i can share this around and get people to see who i am as well so they're not just watching somebody who's a brute or considering me a brute they know who i really am right and hey the pleasure is mine i appreciate you getting on here and like that's what i like to do on on my platform i don't necessarily i know we spent a lot of time talking about your last fight and whatnot but what i really try to do is just kind of exposed to the people who who do listen to my podcast why fighters are the way they are the adversities they've overcome in their life the hardships and you know like something is something is like a young person like me like i'm 24 so i learn a lot from every single person i talk to especially you and it's nice to just get pieces of advice like if you could give a piece of advice to to, to any of a younger audience because there's a lot of people your age older younger that they feel lost they're not really sure what their niche in life is yet like do you have any words of advice to give to a younger audience right now that might be listening to this yeah um if you can find something that you are good at doing there's 
always in this in this world, this day and age, there's always a way to make money doing it. When once you find something that you can that makes you happy, then start finding the, the way to make a living off of it. Whether it be fighting, uh, gaming, riding your bike, literally this anything in the world, everything is resolved around uh, money. And if it's making you happy, you'll be able to live from it, and you'll never be sad again. I love it. It's beautiful. Um, it, it is. It really is. And then if you find something, or if you're trying to be a fighter, the one thing you have to do that people don't like to do is drill. Spend days drilling. Just show up at the gym, drill. Because once it's embedded in your head, you never think about throwing something. It just happens. Like a muscle memory. It all becomes muscle memory. Jiu-Jitsu becomes muscle memory. You'll see, like... It, Randomly, just to go back to that fight, um, where was it? I took him, took him down. Oh, it was when I, in the first round, when I dragged him to the ground. I stood above him. I threw a couple shots, and he immediately grabbed my leg. And you'll see, I did not think about it. I, I didn't even know I did this until I watched the fight. I backstepped my leg all the way around out of that submission. I did not even think about it. I didn't even see it or feel it or know I did it until I watched the video. It's all muscle memory. Well, man, I appreciate that, man. Like, I appreciate just giving that kind of insight because to hear... A lot of people don't like to get advice from their parents because they're just... They don't feel like they can relate to their parents or they don't have any role model that they can really look up to. And I just really hope that whoever listens to this can see you as a role model and see that you're only 27 years old and you are where you are in your career and you're a master yeah. at your craft and you know i take i take to heart everything you're saying and i hope everyone that listens to this takes to heart everything you're saying too because it actually does mean a lot it really does to me thank you so much man i hope you i hope you get to go on that vacation i hope reebok starts sending you the shoes and the backpacks and things that you want you deserve <laughs> <laughs> you deserve you deserve to have everything you want and more, man. And I'm glad that you're able to make like your mom proud with everything you do. And I hope that your your hype will will never die because you're only getting better. And you put on a beautiful, beautiful performance last week. And you just deserve everything you have and more, man. I'm so excited to hear you fight. And maybe in like a, a couple months, we can run this podcast back and and catch up with each other. And if you're ever in LA or if I'm ever in Florida, again. let's meet up, man. That, that sounds really fun. Um, we can do something live one day. Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to get a YouTube channel set up too. So um, that'd be really cool, man. If we met up in person, we could do like a, a live YouTube thing for everyone. That'd be fun. All right, brother. Well, thanks so much for taking some time out of your day. It means the world to me. Uh, you got back to me super quick on Twitter. And uh, because of that, I will make sure to put this podcast up later today so everyone can hear it. I'll, I'll DM you a link. Uh, I'm really excited for everyone to hear this one, man. And al Thank also so just much. like huge congrats on your last win. It was truly a Picasso-style art to watch. That was a masterpiece. You should be super proud of I yourself. I really appreciate it, yeah. I appreciate everything. I appreciate you having me and letting me talk as well. Oh, my um, pleasure. Not It's not all the time that I get to really tell my story. And I really want people to know me just so I'm not some kind of fighter. I want to be... A relation to my people and I get that a lot too people will message me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook people I never met in my life and they're just like hey uh, I'm a big fan and I'll actually I'll take the time to sit here and respond to you guys so if you want to message me and talk to me it's perfectly fine 
I'm not a jerk and I'm not going to act like one ever. If you guys want something to say, you can send me an inbox. That was fun. Dope. And guys, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Davis MMA, M I K E D A V I S M M A. And as you just heard, he'll interact with you guys, man. So feel free to reach out to him. And you guys got to hear like a huge piece of who he is, and there's more to come. Appreciate it, Mike. Right, awesome. I Thank hope you. you have a good rest of your Thank day, you man. So and I hope you do something fun tomorrow for the fights. Again, this was my pleasure. So anytime you want to run it back, hit me up, man. We'll keep in touch. Thank you. All right, brother. Take care. Take care. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Again, I'm Brent Sahadi. That was UFC's very own Mike Davis. You can find him Instagram, Twitter at Mike Davis MMA. Uh, That was truly a great conversation for me and a good experience. I just really wish that I wasn't as sick as I am right now. I'm like literally on bed rest doing this podcast. So I'm sorry if I sound like shit, but uh, I'm trying and I'm sorry. It's been a while since my last podcast. Anyway, follow me on Twitter at UFC Unwrapped, and then you can find this podcast anywhere where podcasts are streamed, like Anchor is a universal platform. Uh, Also, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, you can find us there. Until the next episode, peace.